Victory Monday here on the DK Steelers podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. And it's certainly a happy Monday for you Steelers fans out there. My goodness, what a butt whooping. The Steelers mollywop the Browns 38-7 to at Heinz Field on Sunday. It was an utter destruction. I thought the Steelers would have the upper hand, but man, oh man, did they have the upper hand and they used it to slap around the Browns ridiculously in this game. Now, as I recall, I believe I said my game balls are going to go to Stephon Tewitt, Devin Bush, and um, uh, and uh, I think I said uh, Stephon De- and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I will give one of my game balls to Stephon Tewitt. His dominance in the defense in the middle of the defensive line continues to be recognized. He gets a half sack in this game, five tackles total. He played. He played. He played very well. Um. Actually, maybe I don't need to give it to him. Okay, my first. My first game ball has to go to Bud Dupree. Two sacks, uh, four tackles in this game. He was phenomenal. He set the tone early and kept it coming all game. Had Also was making several really good tackles uh, all around the field. So great sh- game ball has to go to him. So I, I'm not going to give one to it. I'm not going to give one to it. I got to give game ball number two to Minka Fitzpatrick. Because like I said, like I said, like like I don't know, maybe I just study, I just watch X's and O's. Maybe I'm just not good at this X's and O thing. I didn't I I, I didn't just say, hey, you know what? Minka Fitzpatrick's playing the middle zones, and that's what he's gonna that's what he does, and the Steelers, no one's just throwing the ball to him, and the first time he gets the ball thrown to him in, in a long time, and oh look, he catches it for and for an interception, returns it for a touchdown, flipping the game on the Browns' head. Like, come on. Jeez. It's like it's like I don't it's like it's like people think I don't watch film when they question my my knowledge about this when they're saying when they're saying um when people are saying like, oh like, he's just standing around he's not doing anything he's not good this year he's regressed shut up you don't know what you're talking about if you're out here saying Minka Fitzpatrick or Keith Butler or anyone was having problems with it that was Minka Fitzpatrick doing what he's what he's been set up to do all year long it's just someone was finally stupid enough to throw it to him oh well hey. Baker Mayfield. Anyways, he has to get the game ball with that heck of a play. And that's the thing is that after that, they never threw it around him again. He had one tackle in the entire game. They learned their lessons. So Bud Dupree, Minka Fitzpatrick, and for, uh, it's tough on offense. Clay, Claypool made some very good plays. Again, had another touchdown, 74 yards receiving. Um, caught all four passes that were thrown to him. Uh, the touchdown was on the ground, though. Um, you could give to James Conner, 20 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I believe that's his third 100-yard rushing performance, his fourth game with a touchdown. Uh, he continues to look really good. Uh, so I, I liked what, 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 I, what I saw out of him. Uh, he had a really mean st- stiff arm on Sendejo. Uh, but if I, had to pick, if I had to pick one guy, I'm going to give it as sort of a shout-out to... Um, to Kevin Dotson. He gets a game ball because he filled in this game and he filled in so nicely. They used this man to pull block on counter runs and he was not only getting there but sealing his man. We talked about this. We talked about how the Steelers offensive line was going to have to do some work in this game. They had a tough defensive front with the Browns. They didn't look tough at all. They came out here and they dominated. The offensive line as a whole dominated. Villanueva was was not I mean he was he was taking down Olivier Vernon. They tried to put Miles Garrett on uh, on a, a Cora four. That didn't work. He got one sack. 
They tried, they tried to move, they tried to stunt guys to the inside. Pouncey was doing his thing. Filer was doing his thing. If I could give the whole offensive line a game ball, I would. Because they absolutely deserve it. This was road grading. Ben Roethlisberger said it felt like he was handing the ball off to Jerome Bettis in, in the fourth quarter. And it wasn't not just because James Conner was running hard. Because Benny Still also ran hard. He, he had six carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. A really good touchdown, too, at the one-yard line where the Steelers got the ISO look against an inside linebacker, and he made the man miss in the hole. That's all you need. That's all you need him to do. That's what you ask of him. Hey, beat this one guy in the isolation situation. Bam, he did it. So, I'm, so I give it to Kevin Dotson for a huge performance. This rookie, this rookie class is looking great right now. Chase Claypool just bombing on people's heads. Kevin Dotson just blocking everything in sight. Alex Highsmith looking good when he's on defense. You don't notice him when he's out there because he's doing his job. You don't see him being victimized at all. And he helps on special teams. Gosh. Cam Sutton got an, got an interception. Shout out to him. Heck of a play there. But yeah, my game balls. I could give one to Ben because of his efficiency again. He only threw it 22 times in this game. 14 to 22, 162 yards and a touchdown. But again, the biggest thing was he didn't turn the ball over. He kept the offense moving. He saw what the defense was doing, and he, t- he took advantage of what, of what they gave him. That's all you need him to do. And this offense put up 31 points. Seven it came for the defense. Huge game. Huge performance. I, could give, I mean, I don't think there's a person who shouldn't get a game ball from this game. I mean, look at, looking across the board. Stephon Tewitt forced a fumble. I forgot about that. They didn't recover it, but man, what a what a performance all around by the Steelers. This was this was as close. This was this was the complete game that we've been looking for from this team. They're five and zero. The Browns are now four and two. The Titans eked out a win, eked out a win against the Texans, and now that those two teams at five and zero are set to meet next week, we got a good one on our hands, guys. Got a really good one. But yeah, like I said, game balls. We went with Kevin Dotson, Bud Dupree, and Micah Fitzpatrick. Again, I could have, I could give out twenty more. But hey, we do three every week. That's our game ball segment. We're gonna come back, come right back, and we're gonna talk about the the bigger impact of this game and what it says about this team right after this. Podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter, running solo today, guys. Let's talk about the fact that how they beat the Browns, because this Browns team, first of all, I told y'all this Browns team wasn't for real. I told everybody this Browns team wasn't for real. I said they got more, ta- they got the talent, but as a foundation, as the integrity of an organization, they still, they still got to prove to me something. They, people just weren't ready to anoint this team as the up and comer of the AFC North. And they, they what? Well, meanwhile, they hadn't proved it, proven anything yet. And it's different than when the Steelers are four zero, and you're like, yeah, I haven't played anybody yet. The Steelers are as an organization know how to win under Mike Tomlin, going back to Chuck Knoll years. 
They know what it what, what what's on the line. The organization knows what it takes to pull guys together. I mean, heck, they went eight and six with a fourth string quarterback last year. Like, come on, that that's a big difference than a team that has been losers for thirty years. A team that hasn't won in their rivals' home stadium for seventeen years. The last time the Browns won at Heinz Field, in fact, the only time the Browns have won at Heinz Field is 2003. I was in the 8th grade. I was in the 8th grade and Tommy Maddox was quarterback. That's really what's happening there. That's how long ago it's been. So when I say the Browns have have to prove it, it's different than like saying, like you know, the Steelers got to prove it. The Steelers are in a position where... They've got a franchise quarterback. They've got several key veterans. They've got superstars. They've got a great organization. They've got a great head coach. They've got they've got a system that, that they know works for them. The Browns are trying to figure out who they are. The Steelers aren't. They're here. They've got it. So when I say the Steelers, so when I say the Steelers are winning games and they're figuring things out, that's very different than uh, you know. We want to talk about them winning early games and and that being different from the Browns winning games because the Steelers, when they're winning games, you're like, okay, who cares about them winning games early, you know, how they win games early as long as they win games. If they get to the playoffs, they get to the playoffs. And we've seen this this organization turn it on. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger turn it on. We've seen Ken Hayward turn it on. But we haven't seen any anyone in the Browns do this for them. And here they come into Pittsburgh talking about, we're going to do this for Miles Garrett. And they get smacked in the mouth. And I mean, they got smacked in the mouth. What were the two things I said, guys? Remember the two things I said? I said, the, the two things that, that were going to be the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object was one, their ground game versus the Steelers' run defense. They had the number one rushing offense. The Steelers had the number one rushing defense, or number two rushing defense. After this game was over, the Browns, had 75 yards on the ground on 22 carries. A 3.4 yard, yards per carry there. They got stuffed. Kareem Hunt, 13 carries, 40 yards. That's it. Nothing. They couldn't depend on the run for nothing. And a lot, a lot of those a lot of those yards came from Hilliard, their backup running back, running in the end. What was the other aspect I talked about? Turnovers. The Browns led the, led the league with 12 forced turnovers coming into this game. Guess how many they had? None. Ben Roethlisberger still only thrown one interception through five games. Spectacular. He's doing great. The Steelers took the, the two best things the Browns did, turned it on their heads, and they had no other answers. Meanwhile, the Steelers continue to find more answers. They continue to beat you in so many different ways. Claypool still was a, was a big part. He had a huge catch. He had several huge catches. The first catch he had was just a beautiful one beautiful one-handed pluck out the sky over a defender. He had another one where he caught the ball and just ran inside, ran back outside. I mean, they, they, they couldn't they couldn't stop the man. He was just on he was just on fire. James Washington caught a touchdown at his second of the year. They didn't even have to use Ebron and Smith Schuster that much. Each of them had two catches, Ebron for nine yards, Juju for six. They just keep spreading the ball around. They find different ways to beat you. Oh, and that secondary that I said was gonna was gonna tighten up. Guess what they did? They tightened up. Cam Sutton had a pick. Minka had a pick. They were right on their guys. The Browns' leading receiver was their tight end Austin Hooper, who caught five of six passes for fifty-two yards. 
big whoop. Jarvis Landry, three of five, three of five, 40 yards, big whoop. Odell Beckham Jr., two of four for 25 yards, big whoop. And I look at all that, and I see how the Browns lost this game. Now, in regards to the Browns and where they're going after this game, I am right with you guys in laughing at the Browns' pain, at Browns fans who were talking so much trash. But let's 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 get to the next part here. You know, you know, skip the, all the hilarity of the fact that the, the Browns are still the Browns. It looks like after this game, to me, getting smacked in the mouth is one thing. Every team is going to go through that at some point in time. The seventy Steelers, it was the seventy-five Steelers, after they won their first Super Bowl. Uh, their first game, they trounced somebody, and I think the second game, the Bills and OJ Simpson like ran all over them, and it was and and Chuck Noll used it as a reminder, like you still got to go out there and play every single down. And so, I mean, any team can get smacked in the mouth, but what determines how good of a team you are, what determines that organizational integrity that I keep talking about, that foundation I keep talking about, is how you respond to moments like this. I can tell you right now, and they have a whole week to to, 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 to to respond, but the initial responses I saw from the Browns weren't good. I saw Odell Beckham Jr. with his cleats off before during the game with his cleats off, walking around in his socks, yelling at fans in the stands. There aren't even that many to yell at! I saw with more than 10 minutes on the fourth quarter clock, I saw them pull Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Miles Garrett. The Browns pulled their stars in the fa- in the house of their division rivals. That's that's a butt whooping. That's a please mercy rule us. Just get out, get us out of here. We can't take it anymore. I haven't seen a beatdown like that. Where they, they force you to take your guys out. So you're like, okay, we're, we're done. We're not even trying to score anymore. We're not trying to stop you. We just want to get the heck out of here. Sheesh. And so again, those are the initial responses. Taking your guys out. Because I mean, like here's the other thing. If I'm Baker Mayfield, and I know he might be hurting with his ribs or whatever. But if I'm people on the Browns, like, no man, put me back out there. We got to prove something to these dudes. I'm tired of getting whooped by that. Again, they said this was for Miles Garrett. They wanted to to redeem him or whatever for his assault of Mason Rudolph. I still think that's the weirdest thing in the world. You say you're going to redeem a guy for what he did wrong. I don't understand. But that was the inspired performance that, that we were supposed to be looking for. Please, they're the same. They're the same. They did not. They didn't do anything to change. Yeah, sure, they could have had Nick Chubb in there, but guess what? Nick Chubb's still a running back that's going to have to meet that Steelers defense. That Steelers defense, they ain't budge for Saquon Barkley. They ain't budge for Kareem Hunt. They, they, I don't see I don't see them having too many problems moving forward. This is about can the Steelers do what they need to do to win the games. And in this one, they did. The Browns didn't. And now the Steelers get to go play a five, play B5-0 and play a 5-0 team. And for all the talk, the Steelers haven't beaten anybody with that's won any games. Well, they just beat a four and one team. And yeah, they're the Browns. But you said they didn't couldn't beat anybody who had wins. Now they beat the team who had wins. We'll get into all that about the Steelers and the respect they deserve um, in the in the the don't get me started segment. But this is just a reminder. Don't <laughs> stop it with the 
with, with the nonsense of, of trying to not give the Steelers credit for what they're doing. They whooped up on this team. And this was a team they were supposed to... This was a team they weren't even supposed to really whoop up on. When you look at it on paper and, and coming into this game, I thought I thought like you know I thought they would control this game and that the Browns would fight back. They didn't even fight back. That's how bad the Steelers beat these guys. We're gonna take one more break and it's don't get me started. Wrap this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started! Don't get me started with people still trying to play down the idea that the Steelers are actually a good team. This is Don't Get Me Started, the rant segment of the show, and I know it sounds like I've basically been on a rant after this game, but guess what? It deserves it. Because I've, all I've heard is that the Steelers weren't for real. And here they are, being for real. And I just want to remind people what the narratives were before this game. I want to remind people that last week, when the Steelers beat the Eagles by what? Nine? Nine points, I think it was, they beat the Eagles by? People said, oh, the Ravens, they wouldn't lose to the Eagles. They wouldn't, they wouldn't play the Eagles that tough, that, that close. They would, that, the Steelers, they can't beat the Ravens or the Chiefs. They're, look, at, look at how they beat the Eagles. They barely beat these guys. They couldn't do that. Oh, wait a second. The, 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 the Ravens played the Eagles this week? What was it? They only won by two? What? I'm sorry. I thought the Ravens were just purely unstoppable in a, a class completely above the Steelers. They're not. The Steelers can play with anybody in this league. And I know people. someone's probably sitting there saying, oh, yeah, just because Steelers beat the Browns, they think they beat everybody. No, this is just confirming what I've been saying all along. They can beat teams in plenty different ways. They can run the ball on you. They can power. They can run the ball with power. They can run the ball with speed. They can throw the ball on you short and long. Ben Roethlisberger can hit you with several different targets and force you to cover all of them. And then on top of all that, their defense stops the run, rushes the passer, and they have an athletic secondary. Now, granted, the injury of Devin Bush is troubling. We'll get to that later in the week. But this is this this team is so stacked at so many positions, and they're putting it together. Again, I don't understand why people thought in a team that went eight and six without their franchise quarterback, their two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. I don't know why people t- thought that that team was going to have a bad year. They look good. They look sharp. And it's only week five. This team can get so much better and so much sharper. And again, this is a different Ben Roethlisberger. He knows what he's doing. He's picking people apart. He's not, he's not saying the wrong things. He's not focusing on one person every week. He's forcing defenses to have to study what he does. And I'm starting to wonder if this is by design with the way that they were going after James Washington in this game. Because early on, he was getting all the targets. They just kept finding finding him with the ball. I believe he had seven targets. Yep, seven targets that the most of, on, uh, in the game. And I wonder if that's Ben and Feetner saying, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make, make we're gonna show the world that we have different guys every game. Because we can do that. Maybe that's a little braggadocious. Maybe that's a little too showboaty. 
or maybe it's just them saying we're good enough to do that. We're gonna keep doing it, and then when the when those major games against the Ravens, against the Chiefs, you know they got one of them against the Titans this upcoming week. When they play those big games, those defenses can't say, "Oh well, he loves to go to this guy." Oh well, he loves to go to this guy. And if he doesn't love those guys, he goes to this guy. No, you got to do that for every single person in the offense now. Whether it's Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Deontay Johnson is even back. He set out this game. The offensive line kicked the snot out of the Browns. And they didn't even have their best player in David DeCastro. This team's for real. And if you're one of those people out there trying to deny that they're for real, stop it. What are you doing with your life? Gosh. It's ridiculous. Stop it, people. Again, I look I, I look at how this this league is. This isn't like college football. If you heard if you want to hear my college football talk, uh, just go listen to DKHTP podcast. All the pain you want, Pitt fans, all the pain you want, I lay it out there. But this isn't the NFL isn't college football where a team a team that's in a power five conference should crush a team that's not in a power five conference because they recruit better. No. Every team has the level playing field to set things up over time. You have the same salary cap, you have draft picks, you have a system that's made to make it so that any team, if they run themselves the right way, can build themselves to be a champion. And every team has professionals. There's 32 teams in, in, in the NFL. There's, what, 126 in college football? I don't even know. But the whole point is that the talent pool's the talent pool's greater. It's a lot more com- it's a lot more competitive. So when any team beats somebody in the NFL, no game is a given. Even the ones that you, that we that we talk about, and we joke about being givens, like the way the Steelers beat the Browns at Heinz Field and how it's a given. You always have to approach it in the NFL like it isn't. And that's what this team has done so far. Five and zero. Don't care who they played. They've been out here getting better each week. And we're starting to see them tighten up and and cut off the weaknesses that we thought were part of the team. Oh, James Conner can't run the ball. Well, prove that was wrong. Oh, Benzel, well, he's going to be a problem. Well, prove that wrong. Oh, he can't hit the deep ball. Prove that wrong. Oh, the, the defense, they can't stop the run. Prove, prove that wrong. Oh, the secondary, they can't get under stuff. Prove that wrong. Mega Fitzpatrick, he's just standing around. He doesn't, oh, prove that wrong. All the narratives that have been made against the Steelers are getting smacked down left and right. And there will be more. There will be more. They'll they'll play a game. At some point, they're going to lose this season, and people are going to say, see, I told you so. But no, it's this is this team is proving time and time again they're going to be one of the best ones in the NFL. And right now, they are one of the best ones in the NFL. And with the Packers losing to the Buccaneers... I think there's, what, three undefeated teams left now? What, the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Steelers? Wow. I think it's the Seahawks. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But, gosh, Steelers look good, y'all. And the people that were saying, oh, they're, they, they've beaten, they've only beaten this team, they've only beaten that team, those same Texans that were given, that, that, that the Steelers fought to beat, they all they, they took the Titans to overtime. 
and almost beat them. Those same Broncos that the Steelers, you know, that the Steelers almost lost to, they laid the smack it down on the Patriots. So you look across the league and you think of all, you see all the other teams that people look to as as, as playoff playoff favorites, and they're challenged, they're getting challenged by these other teams as well, these other teams that the Steelers beat as well. So 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 remember that the next time you want to try to make 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 light of the Steelers win, win streak right now. They're handling their business. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Let's see if they keep doing that. But y'all got me started. This has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK uh, the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. We love everyone tuning into the show. Check out all the great work we got on DKPittsburghSports.com. There's so much to talk about with the Steelers win. We've got a lot that is up on the site right now. Go check that out. DK's got his daily shot after the game. I think the, the Penguins signed some guy, uh, so re- go listen to that um, as well. The DK Pirates pod, of course, going strong. Noah's no doubters over, over the weekend. Um, and, of course, his down memory lane where he interviews uh, Pitt, prior Pittsburgh athletes all here on the DK Podcast Network. Tune in tomorrow. Dale Lolly will be on the show. We'll be recapping the weekend from both of our perspectives. Mm-hmm.